Hey there, Smelly Bellies. Do we have something exciting for you? Mike and I discussed the new blockbuster film, Jurassic World. But we talk about it from a very nerdy perspective. Nostalgia, tears, joy, all of it found here. Join us now for another episode. In fact, episode 39 of the Smelly Cast Podcast with Mike and Phil. Classic intro. Just, oh, oh, it's so good. Well, Phil, this is good as last I'm time. I'm so excited for this this epi. This this epi yeah. is going to be so good. I have been looking forward to this movie for so long. Now, as have I. Ever, I mean, probably since the first time you sent me a link, letting me know <laughs> they were doing it. Because you're, because of your Reddit stuff, you know about the stuff far before yeah. I do. And so the way I find out about all this stuff is by getting, you know, a, a Facebook post or a tweet tagging from, tagged from you, yep. letting me Just know, letting that, you know that it's time to squeeze. And I about crapped, crapped Oops, my, I crap pants. my pants. Well, before we get into it, I've got a soda that I want to go and sample. Okay. I've been Let's saving see. this one for a while now, and I'm excited to try it, just like always. This is called Solo. And uh, from the look on the bottle, it's a uh, orange drink, and the color, of course, of the soda. Uh, yeah, it's it a cool, cool looking so bottle. This is actually a product of Norway, imported. Um, mm. Now, one of the problems that I have with this one is that it expired in April, so <laughs> it might taste funky. But let's pop the top. Oh, it's a good sound. Uh, not, no, let's. It smells. Ooh, wow. Here we go. Got a little glug, glug, glug action know. there. So, I'm a big fan of orange sodas, but like real orange sodas. Like, one of my favorite orange sodas is Orangina. Love it because you got mm. like little bits of pulp in there. It's like real orange juice. I'm hoping that's what this is. Okay. Okay. So it's not it's not like orangina, but it does have like it does taste like a natural orange flavor, but not like not like as fresh as orangina really. Yeah. And it's interesting the top the top uh, ingredient. Well, we've got water and sugar, of course, but then it's apple juice, and then it's like carbonation, hmm. citric acid, and then orange flavor. So, I mean, this is interesting. And uh, I like it more than like how most does, Fantas that we have, or, or even Sunkissed. I was about to ask, what, how does it taste in comparison to like the orange sodas more of America? More natural of an orange flavor, definitely. So I okay. would suggest that people try this if you see one. I mean, it's pretty refreshing and it's nice. And uh, check it out. It's called Solo, and it's from Norway. Nice, great. Well, cool, chicka chicka. I I can't wait, Michael. I cannot wait for you to finish that All right, soda. Let's talk. Let's we talk. just need to get to talk. Let's let's talk about the dinosaurios. I'm ready. I'm ready. Dinosaurs, Michael. So I was so dinosaurs lucky, Phil, because I got to see this movie with you. 
We yeah. got to see it in the new IMAX by my house, and you were there. Oh, and so, such awesome. a good theater. Such a good theater. Really nice. I'm yeah. a fan. Yeah, man. Nothing nothing like an IMAX film. I got to tell you, it's, it just reminds me how unlucky I am to live in Santa Fe, New Mexico no. for that. We got a good little theater here. I think I talked about the Violet yeah. Crown or Violet Crown, but... But nothing like an IMAX. There's an, there's an IMAX down in Albuquerque, but there aren't reserved seats. Really? Yeah. What kind of Neanderthals create a theater where you cannot reserve a That's seat? Interesting. We we are lucky because we have only reserved seats here in Utah. Like it's the it's the yeah. gold standard. A movie theater doesn't survive. Even the dollar theaters have reserved seats now. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they have to. It just makes so much sense. You avoid the lines. Uh-huh. It just makes sense. Just put in some tech and figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So the new the new Violet Crown has reserved seating, and so it's it's definitely my preferred. So how big's the screen? Um, it's it's decent sized. It's not great. It's not huge, so but it's digital projection, rather, very clean, brand you'd new. Rather watch stuff in your in your film film school theater still. Yeah, the half an IMAX, of course, man. So is that for is sure that the biggest screen in Santa Fe? Yeah, easily. It's called the screen. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. It's an independent film. Well, that's cool. Film theater. All right. So that's enough chit. Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Been looking forward to it forever. Really excited about it. And then, to make things even better, we got the news that Chris Pratt was was going to be in it, and he's going to be playing Owen. Now, Chris Pratt, man. Now, Phil, did you watch? Did you watch Parks and Rec? I did. I watched all of it. Yes. So you, so you love, fell in love with Chris Pratt in Parks and Rec, just like I did. No, no. I fell in love with Chris Pratt way before Parks and Rec. Where? He Everwood? had a recurring role. No. He had a recurring role on a little show called The O.C. Well. He's a guy named Che. Che sounds he, like a douche. <laughs> he was a douche. He was hilarious. He was at a liberal arts school, and he just... Uh, was like more the the like I mean he's totally just trying to be Che Guevara. It was it was great. That's so funny, uh, yeah. Chris Pratt in a recent episode of of the Nerdist podcast, they uh, interviewed him and he talked about how when he first came to Hollywood, he got in like great shape and like he was hoping to get all these awesome roles and he had to play the douche like in everything that he ever went up for. They'd be like, yep. like he'd go into an audition and he'd have to be like, "Hey you, get off my car." You know, I'm going to pound you and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's all he could get for the longest time. And then he gained a bunch of weight and he got some like comedy roles. And then yeah. now he gets to do whatever he wants. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. So great. So great. he's, Love he's awesome. And, and I feel like, so did you, did you feel like this was a good departure from him? You know, it wasn't too far from, you know, uh, from what we got in guardians of the galaxy Except we did. It wasn't like nearly as much of a comedy. Oh yeah, he was. He definitely had that same kind of tone, but he wasn't as silly. He wasn't. You know, he wasn't Star Lord right. in this. He was. He was more serious. He was more like worried about other people. Yeah. Which, um, which in this podcast they talk about like that was all strategic. Like that was what they wanted. This is the exact kind of role that he wanted, and he got really? it. And it's like his dream role, right? Like, really. He just, was Oof. so excited about it, which is so cool to me, to like yeah. have, to have an actor be really upfront and be like, "I love this series and I wanted to do a great job and I'm just gonna kill it and I want it's gonna be so much fun and Steven Spielberg yeah. ah you know like all that for sure 
No, Chris Pratt, man. Classy guy. Classy guy. So good. He is. He's, he's also interesting. I mean, his story's interesting. I don't know if you got into on the Nerdist podcast, but he, you know, he was like a salesman. He was a totally like a summer sales guy and had his own like thing and was like crushing it. And really? Just a, yeah. And he just, he wanted to be an actor. That's what he always wanted to do. So Good for him. Yeah. Did he have any like formal training? Did he go to any acting schools or anything? I, I'm trying to think. The last interviews I listened to with Chris Pratt were probably about two years ago. Um, and I don't I want to say that he didn't have like formal training. I think he was just kind of like a jock at school. Like I think he played sports and then he went and did door-to-door sales. And then he moved to he moved to LA. And he just started taking classes out there. That's cool. Yeah. So He's a cool guy. Okay, so we we've, we've established that we love Chris Pratt and uh it, I feel like the rest of the cast was good. Uh, there's nobody that I want to talk about except for Jake Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So just the moment they cut to him, it's like this film's gonna be awesome. Yes. Like you already knew it was because Chris Pratt. But the moment you see him, you're like, "Yep." Yeah. yeah. Which which is but, also cool. But I honestly feel like he was really just playing Nick Miller, yeah. that works happens to work at Jurassic World. Uh, yet a little more responsible too, though. Maybe. In, in a way. He like, still had his whole desk decorated with dinosaurs and like <laughs> he's bought a Jurassic Park yeah. vintage tea from eBay. Oh, so great! Oh, Just to wear ironically. Okay, so, great mustache. So I mean, I feel like the rest of the cast was good. Even the kids were good. I feel like you know the way they portrayed these brothers was realistic. You know, one of them was totally distracted with girls. The other one was just trying to hide his emotions of his being sad spoiler alert that his parents are uh getting divorced and right. like things like that like it got emotional but it also didn't go like too emotional yeah until it, it just until the end i think when when owen and claire fell madly in love and walk off into the sunset but anyways what how do you feel about the the story overall did you feel like this was a stretch i mean here we have the the parks opened up again which i loved all the stuff like all the shots of the park like that gets to me like i am just a theme park lover so to me the uh, like the concept of being able to explore this island filled with dinosaurs is like the funnest thing i could think of right so I was just like freaking out about the park and the fact that it was actually open and I felt like they captured so much of like the crowd aspect and like mm-hmm. what it would be like to be going on these rides and right. they did that in such a great waiting, way. Waiting in line, food yeah. in the food court, um, what it's like to sit in the crowd. Girls like, just staring at me all the time. Dudes staring at me all the time. It's, yeah, it's just it's Dude running lives. by with two margaritas. So that was that was um, Jimmy Buffett. Really? Yes, because it, no. it was out of Margaritaville. No, I found out afterwards that that was actually Jimmy Buffett. That was the real Jimmy Buffett yes. with two margaritas. Yes. <laughs> that wild? It makes it even better because it's know. like everyone everyone's commented on that. Everyone said that that was like one of the funniest parts of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, basically, the the. The main story here is that the the park needs to attract more guests. And so they end up basically growing a new 
ultimate fighting machine dinosaur, like monster dinosaur. They right. take all these different types of dinosaurs, mix them together, and they make what was his name? The oh, carnivorous Ooh. rex or something. No, something. no, no, not that. <laughs> Hold on, I I can't remember. But um, so they make this ultimate dinosaur, and then this dinosaur tricks them. Indominus into, Rex. Okay, that's close. Indominus yeah. Rex, not bad. Um, basically tricks them and escapes and starts to terrorize the island. And this dinosaur is not like any of the other dinosaurs because he kills for fun. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know why he's there. He doesn't have a purpose. He's never had any social interaction with anybody. So, but yeah, it's it's an experiment of like, mat, like psychology. Um, I mean, it, really deep, deep into the story, which I really appreciate is they dive into actual sciences, not just yeah. genetics, but they also dig with the psychology of what it's like to become self-aware and f- try to figure out who you are. And As a dinosaur. Yeah. In 2015. Literally. <laughs> so this might be a good moment, Phil, for us to, to pause and, and listen to a little clip. What do you think? Clippy, clippy, clippity clop. Summer. Discover the one place where your family will create unforgettable memories. Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Jurassic World. So in in searching for the clips, I I found that like there was so many, and when we were talking about this, was we were listening to them together, they like totally pitched this as a straight up horror in those yeah. clips. Like it sounds terrifying. Don't get me wrong, it was scary. Like I'm not taking my eight year old kid to this, but <laughs> but still, like they make it sound like a horror film. Right. There's another film, uh, Pandorum, that they pitched as like a horror film, and so I didn't see it, and then it ended up being like a great sci-fi. But really, yeah, I mean, there's definitely horror aspects to it, but it's definitely got lots of sci-fi stuff too. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, again, right, setting on the island, they've got the Indominus Rex. He finds his way out. He tricks these people into his way out. There's twenty thousand people on the island. And at the same time, InGen, one of the InGen security guys, is trying to get Chris Pratt's character, Owen, to release the raptors, the raptors he's been training, because he's the alpha and he's trained them to listen to him. Which is pretty cool, but... Pretty awesome. I mean, I felt like I was giving it a lot there, which I was okay to do, but I just, I kind of wish that... I don't know, there would have been a better explanation. Like, even if they would have said, we bred these these raptors to be able to respond to training. You think so? Something. Yeah, I feel like I feel like these animals are vicious. What about lions? They can't be reasoned with. What about lions? And he says, you know, he talks about how he like imprints on them, which goes back to even the first one where they talk about John Hammond imprinting on each of them. Yeah, that 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 was good. That's true. So he imprints on them when they're young, works with them their whole lives, trains them. Like that's the whole process. That's probably good enough, I guess. So so for me, I I I didn't feel like it was giving it too much, and they were still you know kind of crappy and like mean and obviously (laughs) vicious animals. 
Uh, but you got this guy who also happens to play the kingpin in Netflix's The Daredevil, uh-huh. which is great. And he's trying to get away, figure out how to get this, get them to do this test. And you start to realize there's some stuff going, but there is this surprise cameo which made the film even better for me. And that's where they pull in the actual lab genetic technician from the first film, and he's running mm-hmm. the genetics lab in Jurassic World now. Which was great. And yeah. I I honestly wish we would have had more cameos. Like, So there was one little cameo that, Phil, you picked up on. I didn't even pick up on it. But oh, that was who? The yeah. book? Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. yeah, there's two scenes where they're reading Jeff Goldblum's book. So the Goldblum... Right next Blum, to- <laughs> had a little had a little show up but not in it but i would have loved to see him just like somewhere like watching the news shaking his head or something. <laughs> yeah it's a really quick like 10 second cut or like sam neil like them getting on the phone with him and he's like don't ever talk to me again yeah or something does anyone have any questions not related to the incidents at jurassic world and i really wonder that if richard attenborough was alive or if they were planning on having him in the film, and maybe you know, his death kind of ruined that. Yeah, I don't but know. I feel like he... He was sick in the second one, though. Like, they showed him ill in the second one. It's true. It's true. But, like, to me, he had so much of the dream for Jurassic Park that I would have loved to have, like, had a little bit more of, like... Him being memorialized, I guess. Even if it was like something like that, a statue. Did they have a statue? There's a statue of him? right there in that's the room. That's right, right with this cane. Right and as everything. you walk into the genetics lab, it's him. So that's good. And that that's big, good. that big pier, like pyramid-looking pier, TP-looking yeah, pier. That was so cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's good. So, so yeah, that stuff was in there. Um, cool. Well, so. One one other thing. Sorry if I'm doing all the talking. I don't mean to be cutting you off here. No, you're good. So, I the main thing that I wanted in this, and I was asking Phil, I was bugging you nonstop before. I was like, tell me this much. Like, are there ruins? Like, is there jungle? Yeah. Like running and and you know, do we get that? Because that's something that's so cool about the other ones. Like, you're stuck in the jungle. And there, like, there's no way out. You find some little shelter. You get some, you take rest up for the night, and then you're back at it the next day. And they did it. They yeah. did it. They, they did. went back to the original building, the original main building. They picked up the banner from yeah. the, from the end of the first that one, was, and they start playing the Jurassic Aww. Park theme. And yeah, oh, you get the little piano. Beautiful. It's so Beautiful. good. I was like so giddy. So like that was probably the happiest that I've been in a long, long time. Yeah, and at that moment, I lean over to our, to our friend Melissa, and I'm just like, Melissa, Mike's about to freak out because I, I had the opportunity to see this film before I saw it with Mike, um, and I'm like, watch, Mike's about to freak out. And so the kids like <laughs> they're in this like workshop, and they've got the old Jurassic Park jeeps in there, and then the kid picks up one of the original night vision goggle headsets from the first oh, one, and it turns on, and Mike goes. <gasps> <laughs> I was so giddy. Like, it was just the greatest yeah. moment. Like, that's my favorite moment of, of like, any films for this year and maybe for the past couple of years because like, it was just instantly so much nostalgia. And yep. They just pushed that button and they did it just right and yep. just enough that I was just so... I had the biggest grin on my face. Yep. I still do, just thinking about it. It was great. It made me so happy. And so the kids... Oh. Yeah, that that was awesome. 
soon as I saw the edge steps, I knew where they were. And I was like, no way. And I leaned over to my friend Nicole. I'm like, she's talking the whole movie to me. And I'm like, look, steps. And she's like, shh. She's like, shh. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the same room. She's like, I know it is. Yeah, it's great. The Indominus Rex shows up, and he does. He enters the room the exact same way the T Rex did in Jurassic Park at the end. Yes, and you got Very like cool. the current CEO of Engine with his like helicopter, and he's flying over. He's got the the security people like shooting down at the Indominus Rex, and then they run into the pterodactyl birdcage and set the pterodactyls loose, and they come sweeping in, and they're headed yeah. back towards all the people. And they've already called all the people into one area at this point, and this beautiful thing happens. They start shooting at the pterodactyls, and in the background, you can see pterodactyls in IMAX. <laughs> it's just on the screen behind them. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Quite possibly one of my did. favorite parts is just seeing so pterodactyls in IMAX, and I'm watching pterodactyls in IMAX. <laughs> great. That's so great. Yeah. Well, so... To, you know, we're getting towards the end of our time here, but you know, how did you feel like this this story wrapped itself up? Did you feel like uh, like it was solid through and through? I do. I think it was. I think that there are a lot of people who who are kind of giving it some crap for how it ended. Yeah. But watching it in the theater, seeing this this fight, you're just like, yeah. I was 100% entertained. It's 100%. Like, like, there was no, like, there was nothing about it that I was like, oh, I don't, oh, this is so lame. Yeah. Like, I sat there and I loved it. And that, to me, like, counts enough. Yeah. Like, if, if I would have been pulled out by something and, like, had no. to, like, say, oh, that would never happen, then, then maybe something different. But, to, like, we're already looking at something that would never happen. Right. But, like, the way that they presented it all was fantastic. Yeah. And then they play on, like, your emotions with the with the raptors. Uh-huh. And then they tug on the nostalgia with the original T-Rex Yeah, coming the in. legit original T-Rex from the, the first one. the island. Raptor scars and everything from the first yep. one. Takes on the Indominus Rex with the help of our boy Blue, Chris yeah. Pratt's guy. And yeah, very cool. One of the coolest fights that will go down in history, like the King Kong fight on top of the Empire State yeah. Building, this yeah. will go down in history as one of the best fights. And it pisses me off that the pretentious little douchebags I go to film school with are hating on it because it was too forced. Oh, yeah, what are the odds that they would push him into the little water tank and then the other man, like Moses Sore, would eat it? Moses. That's what it's called. Really? Yeah, like Moses Sork is like Mo- Yeah, anyway. Wow. So, of course it was. Why would they invest that much money developing cool scenes with a giant fish dinosaur not to have it eat the dinosaur at the end of the film? Yeah. Get off your yeah, high sure. horse, you stupid little film students, and just accept the fact that you're watching a movie about dinosaurs fighting each other. The same yeah, as when you watch dra- Transformers, you're watching you giant machines to beat the crap out of each other. You know what you're going you knew into. what it was when you picked it up. Yeah, <laughs> which we should explain at some point that beautiful saying. You knew what it was yeah. when I. You knew what I was when you picked me up. So, so you guys can Google. Any of you that don't know the reference can Google it. Okay. We'd be happy to send some missionaries <sighs> to your house. Beautiful, beautiful film. Made me happy. Edge of my seat. 
I yelled at the screen for the first time in years. Really? Yeah, the part where the kids are running and they got to jump and they're like, you got to do it. He's like, no, I can't. He's like, count of three. One, two. And I'm just like, jump! (laughs) (laughs) And Nicole's right next to me and she's like, right at the same time, jump! And then there's a part where... um, (laughs) <laughs> and the part when you find out the thing about the between the raptors, we won't spoil this, but there's something that happens between the raptors and the Indominus Rex. And right when it started happening, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> out loud. No, anything but that. Yeah, uh, it's so great. Like, well, you can get that reaction so, out of me. You deserve, you deserve everything. Yeah. Let, let, I'm so happy that you loved it. And uh, like, what what would you give this one on the star rating? I, I give it a five. I give it a five as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a five out of five. This is the this is number two in the series for me. You can't beat the nostalgia of Jurassic Park, but yeah. then it's Jurassic World, and then it's yeah. the other ones. And you can kind of look at it like the other two never happen, because they happen on Site B, and these all happen on Isla, Isla Nublar, right? I don't know what they call it. Yeah, yeah, Isla Sona. Sorna, Isla yeah. Sorna. Well, let, let's talk numbers here real fast before we end. I have one other thing I want to mention too, so go ahead okay. and talk numbers. So it doesn't list a production budget, but it's easy. You can guarantee this was over, you know, two hundred million easily. Um, domestic total as of today was four hundred and two million. Worldwide gross six hours ago broke one billion dollars. It is the fastest film to hit a billion dollars in the history ever. It was also the number one opening weekend at two hundred and eight million dollars, beating out Avatar or not Avatar, The Avengers. Um, and my guess is this will easily be one of the top two or three films of all time by the time that it's done. Really? I think so. Right now it's like ranked number 23, but it will it will jump up there. Still got a couple more weeks in theaters. So. Ooh, lots of weeks in theaters. Yeah, this is it's got legs. It did 100 so, million dollars this last weekend. Wow. That to put that into perspective. Some films and most films don't even do a hundred million dollars domestic ever. ever. So, so yeah. Big, 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 big money. What did you What did you want to um, add? Well, I wanted to talk quickly, really, really quickly, about my my concerns about sequels because we know that that uh, Chris Pratt signed on for more. I didn't know that. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Well, now I'm second guessing. It's pretty obvious, though, that they definitely set it up for more. Yes. Yes. So, I don't know. Do you think that they. Do you think that this is just going to set a trend and we're going to have The Lost World all over again? I think that it's just going to end up being the exact same story as The Lost World. I don't think it. Dinosaurs come to the States and they terrorize all the people. No. Then eventually they send them back to the island and they just go there to live in peace. I don't know. I don't think so. And I'm optimistic. That's an optimistic. I don't think so. I think they're looking at the numbers. I mean, it's pretty obvious that you can see the numbers decline. You know, a billion dollars with the first one, like six hundred million with the second one, three hundred million with the third one. So there's obviously they, they want to avoid that decline. So I'm sure that these days, I, I say what you will about sequels, but I think that. Because of what Marvel's been doing with the superhero films, we are getting a higher level film across the board. Right? More entertaining throughout. You're mixing comedy with action and suspense. And I think you're going to continue to see that. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll see. Just so you know, 
This is this is what Chris Pratt said. Um, this is a quote from Cinema Blend. I'll post the link um, in the show notes. Of course, this is Chris Pratt's we're talking about. So even when prompted the most for the most straightforward question of whether or not he signed on for a Jurassic sequel, he still somehow gives us a witty, silly response. So chatting to Entertainment Weekly, the star finally was able to divulge that indeed he has signed on for more, for more movies. His this was his quote: "I am. They have me for I think 38 movies or something." <laughs> so he's signed on for sequels. We don't know how much, but he if there is another one, he will be in, which I'm all for. Sign me up. Wow, great, great. All right. Well, Smelly Billies, this was a fantastic episode. So glad we got to sit down and talk about this with you guys. And uh, I really want to hear what you guys thought about Jurassic World. I want to talk more about this movie. So please hit us up on Twitter at SmellyCast or at Facebook.com slash SmellyCast. Or just come on over to SmellyCast.com and and come hang out with us. We would love to have you there. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Now... Um, depending on when this drops, we're going to be out of town for a couple weeks to have a little a little hiatus. But you can uh, bet your bottom dollar that we'll be back at it for we'll be back. Guys in just a couple weeks. Next up, i got to make sure Mike watches the Terminator films. Yeah, okay. All right. When, when we get back from our hiatus... Terminator Genesis, I, commit, I think, is coming out next month. I will commit to watching all the Terminators and reviewing them on the episode, maybe in a two-part, because I don't know if I can do it all in one. And I'm probably going to hate them because they're old. So. You're going to love the first two. Third one's going to suck so bad. The fourth one, three, Jurassic it's, Park 3. It's pretty bad. I did, it's one of the worst films I've ever seen. But it's got our good oh, buddy great. Chris Hardwick from The Nerdist in there. Really? He plays, he's an actor in it. <laughs> yep. Okay, I'll watch it then. All right, Smelly Bellies. All right. Michael, thank you. Thank you, Phil. Ciao.